scene four. We are in the scholar's study again. Many candles are lit in many places around the room. And now by panning and close-ups we see the instruments of necromancy, a glass globe containing boiling mercury, steaming crimson poisonous fumes trickling through a slender tube, distilling jewels into a bottle. Piles of raw crystals, jars of the fine colorful powders, a large mortar and pestle, and all the other alchemical paraphernalia, as well as walls and walls from floor to ceiling of precious, ponderous books in unspoken languages. Faustus, alone in his study at midnight, speaks. I want to know, I want to know how the metamorphosis, how changing, transfiguring completely, yet retains its original insistent identity. How do all things changing yet sustain them? The world, myself, in metamorphosis, shall falter, flux, change, yet there remains in threaded continuity as to a river flowing something that is the same. Winds blow, clouds billow, my thoughts blend one into the next. What keeps my soul constant? All which changes is created through that change. All moments move. All movements expire. How does it, conceiving chaos, not disappear? What threads this change which weaves weft of what has been, warp of what will be. What does not break? What does not end? What is preserved and not temporal? What stays, recurs? What is perpetual? I want to grasp that permanence. I want that incorruptible stone to hold that here in this hand. There is nothing in these books, nothing that is not the frantic animal of thought, a guess, a predilection, a presumption in restless anxiety, jittering nervously, selfishly seeking some soothing momentary satisfaction which taken is immediately gone, like water into the sands is gone, to seek another selfish difference. These 
preoccupations must surcease, that I may know what lies beneath, beneath those sands where the surface water goes, beneath them go where restlessness subsides, where in depths a pure and depthless calm abides. All that I may say has just the same degree of present moment, an artifact of mind, no more than thought. It means myself, but not the larger one I seek. I cannot even speak, but make more noise than useless complaint. Can you understand? He speaks to shadows in his room that his candles create like playmates of imagination for their amusement. They dodge, deceiving him to hide where they cannot be seen. He frightens them too much. But there they slide, elide, and whisper what he cannot hear. Or he talks alone to no one. To one who is the one who understands. To one who is absent, is without. To one who visited his mother dying. Who is the one who might be wedded to his arch loneliness is loss. Who is without a love he may embrace. And is one apart whom all of us shall be someday in our mortal moment solitary. He is aware of irony, of his self-pity, but he is urgent and spits it out. He stands and the shadows flurry. I want to know what music is. How do gazelles possess their grace completely naturally? Why beauty is and exalts a transient flake of snow? How mathematical simplicities describe the laws commanding huge planets to take their place and hold? How does the marvelous hand, unformed, unfold, in a wondrous womb, coming to be by careful intricacy. And what caged frame shapes gaseous clouds, informing them with art to fill mere air substantially? And why do I live if it is only to die? What is the reason for my consciousness what benefit, what purpose, what consequence? For all that is, is fit, form for function and function to form, as if it were created by intelligence. And yet I sense there is no wisdom here, just blank desire. Only simply will, as if the winds aspire to reify the ceaseless clouds. It appears because it moves. It moves because it appears. Manifest of an urge to be, to thus become, 
not a thing of any meaning, a thing, itself a thing of other things, shall go on like this forever, infinite the world to worlds, infinite the time in time, emergent of the presence, a moment full, sublimed of time, seeming purposed, is poised to change, restless, ceaseless, roiling into other things, dissolving its purpose, recoiling its moment and meaning, having no continuous intent, nor lasting shape, and lingering to be witnessed, only to mystify, while yet another form that seems to realize the truth shall only last so long as it will modulate another way. Do not listen to conceited mongering, piety, or wish. Do not fear some consummate judgment or decree. Do not think that God exists or made this all to be. So he speaks to something, listening that does not hear, to air that does not know we breathe, to space enfolding nothingness we fear. And to that one-dimensional someone, that line without a side, who longs to stay in mind and always has something to say. You know this one, who is so restless, who is ready within to be our witness, that continual voice, companion, this day now, this day every day. It almost appears. Faustus almost sees it congealing from the shadows of the light, like something gathering up its darkness, like thick collections of a slimy black. By liquors or distillations, by meditations our intent, by secrets only silences can tell the depth-sung, long-lasting tone of bells. Like dying sighs, like memories, like winds that carry still the first-blown wind. He wishes, he wants, he commands. By oaths more deep than hope, and language more ancient than any spoken, unspoken, in illustration of geometry, sunflowers, mosaic wings of butterflies, the founts of trees, inversely plunging roots, inscribed within a sacred round, contained by the cloud unknowing. He speaks without his mouth. He sees without his eyes. And it replies, I am here. He speaks again. What do you want? Burning into light, brilliantly formed like an insight, in explosion it appears. What do you want? You are mine, Faustus tells him. Obey me like myself, do what I say. I cannot do this for you. I am possessed. 
By whom, Faustus cried, who possesses you but I? A master? A fate? I cannot say by what is other. Not life, not death. Do you mean God? What shall that be? Who else? What other can there be? I cannot tell. Then go, if I must not know. The extinguished vision dissolved. Like rain, it spattered on the floor, his face from above, overhead. But that, too, dissolved that instant. An illusion of the mind, he thought. But there did stay an odor and an afterglow that stained his eyesight until the brighter light of day had staunched and overpowered it. Mm -hmm.